We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. The baseball season is go, go, go. It's nonstop, relentless for every night, six straight months, and then hopefully another month in October. You also have work, friends, family, and a million other things going on. That's when you reach for a Coors Light. It's made to chill. There's only one beer out there that's literally made to chill, and that's Coors Light. I mean, the mountains on the bottles and cans even turn blue when your beer is cold. Is there anything better than opening up your refrigerator after a long day, seeing that icy cold Coors Light can or bottle in your fridge? The answer is no, there's nothing better. That's why when it's time to chill, you choose Coors Light. It's mountain cold refreshment made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So that's why when you want to hit reset, reach for a beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light and the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. And as always, celebrate. We are breaking down all aspects of Yankee baseball. This is the Bronx Pinstripe Show with your hosts, Andrew Rotondi and Scott Reinen. Let's go. What's up, everybody? This is the 61st episode of the Bronx Pinstripe Show. Uh, I could not think of a number 61 on the Yankees, so we're going to go with the 61 season in which Roger Maris hit 61 home runs. I think that's very fitting for this episode. Silver platter. Yes. That was, that was absolutely perfect, yes. It was a, it was, it was a layup. So, um, I actually, that is one of my ideas for the featured column is to review that movie 61 because I have not seen it in forever and I do remember liking it. So I do want to review that movie. So if anyone knows how to get a bootleg version or if it's posted online somewhere, it's not on Netflix. I don't feel like paying like seven ninety nine for it. So I am that cheap. Maybe it's a business expense and, and you can reimburse me, Scott. Yeah. Send it to me and I'll send it to, <laughs> send it to him. I'll send you the bill. Um, so we are going to do all Jorge Mateo in this episode. As I mentioned on yesterday's episode, we got a ton of great mailbag submissions for Jorge Mateo. So we wanted to sort of do those individually on its own episode or else we were going to go like two hours on, on the Tuesday episode. So I think that's why we're doing this. Uh, follow me on Twitter at Yankees underscore talk, follow Scott at Scott Reinen and also the website at Bronx Pinstripes. So, Scott, are you ready to dive into some of these Mateo mailbag questions? So, over the weekend, I, I was making notes in my in my notebook about the game. I, it's just something that I do during the game so that I can remember just different thoughts that I have. 
And the only thing I, I wrote for my Mateo comment was I wrote his name and then I wrote dash. Wow. That was it. I just, this guy was, was electric was, I, I understand why we had four mailbags, you know, after this weekend, just on Mateo, because you know what he's doing? He's getting, this is, this goes back to the fact that the Yankee fans love homegrown talent. And when they see a guy like this coming through the ranks, there's, everybody is excited about it. And uh, he definitely showed a lot of, a lot of really good skill this weekend. Yeah, the first game of the spring tr- of spring training, he hit a triple to left field, which is pretty much impossible to do unless you're, you know, blazingly Ricky Henderson fast, which Mateo is. Um, he hit a home he, run. He, he did not come out of the box fast too. He thought it was a home run. Yeah, so I mean, it's just, I mean, the guy's got ridiculous speed. He hit a home run versus the Red Sox over the weekend. He showed some defense. He showed some speed, as we said. So he's definitely wild the fans, and I mean, he's twenty years old, so. I mean, what's not to be excited about? There's there's a lot of things to be excited about, and like you said, that that triple he thought was a home run out of the out of the box, no doubt, because he kind of he kind of took his time getting to first base and then turned it on. You could see him turning it on, and when that kid turns it on, I mean, what do you have? Eighty two stolen bases last year to lead major to lead baseball. I mean, it was something ridiculous, and we know this guy's got unbelievable world class speed. But I didn't realize the power and and the fact that I mean he missed a home run right there by um, you know a foot however long and then he hit another one or he hit a home run against the Red Sox. You mentioned this in yesterday's episode and while I will I will take this all with the first week of spring training because that's what it is. Guys are working on their fastballs right now and and a lot of hitters are sitting dead red. So you know look we need to see more of him obviously. But this week was definitely exciting. The talent is there. There's absolutely no question about it. The talent is there. He's going to need to continue to improve if he's going to make it to the major league level. But there is a lot to be excited about. So let's get into the first question. It comes from Nate. It says, Didi is signed to a one-year contract. What are the odds that Mateo is the Yankees starting shortstop on opening day 2017? So a um, couple notes. First, I read that sentence perfectly. <laughs> Second, um, Didi is... Not even he's arbitration eligible after this year, so he's locked up under team control until 2020, and then he's a free agent. So it's not like he's on a one-year deal and then he can walk free agent next year. So um, you know, Nate, I don't know if you 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 knew that or, or not, but that that is a very key factor here. Um, the Yankees have a lot of guys under contract. Uh, Castro is under contract through 2019. Headley's under contract through 2018. So there's a lot of guys in the infield who are locked up for long term. Um, Mateo, as we said, is so young. He's very raw. He's going to start the year in advanced A ball Tampa. He'll probably move very quickly onto double A Trenton. Um, but, uh, but I don't know if he's going to make it past that this year. I would be, I would be kind of surprised. I say 0% chance, actually. Zero percent chance he's he's on the roster in 2017 opening day. There's no way. Like you said, he's starting this year in in high A. He's he's gonna probably most likely move to, to to double A. And double A is kind of the 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 one spot where you kind of you know you, you make your mark. You you kind of realize that okay you can you can play and then they move you on. But double A is an extremely crucial point in a in a baseball player's progression through the minor leagues. There's a lot of talent in double A. 
Yeah, absolutely. So double A is definitely one of those factors that that scouts are looking at, that coaches are looking at. They got to see how he progresses and how he, you know, lines up with those double A, uh, the double A pitchers too. But I mean, look, you know, you mentioning all these guys under contract, Didi and Castro locked up uh, through 2019, 2020. That that's where he's going to be playing. He's going to be playing up the middle somewhere, whether it's at his natural position, shortstop, or if they do get, you know, sneaky and start moving him to like a second base. I don't see them moving him anywhere else between those besides those two positions. But these the Yankees have have insurance. And if you know anything about the New York Yankees, and if you watch their history and if you've seen what they've done, and you look at the patterns that they how they bring people up, they bring them up slowly. They build their confidence, they build them up in the minor leagues as much as possible until they know damn well that they're gonna produce in the major league level. You'll watch this. This year with Aaron Judge, you may be screaming for Aaron Judge in May and June, but you're not going to get him. You're not going to get him until September call-ups because that's when rosters expand, and you're not going to get him full-time until next year because that's what they do. And with position players, while there are people already in the major leagues who can fill that position and play that position well, I don't disagree with it. It's when we're lacking in a certain position is when I'm starting calling for heads, a la Ruff Schneider, Stephen Drew. That's when you're looking at people and you're like, why can't you call up the kid? There's nobody else in his way. So that actually ties perfectly to another mailbag question. And this one comes from Sebastian. He says, hey, guys, great show. I watched today's game highlights and have a question for you. Do you see Mateo and Judge in the big stage this season? P.S. I want a Mateo shirt now. So, Scott, you have to get on the Mateo shirt and uh, try and figure out one for that. I know we have a Judge shirt, Judgment Day. Uh, that You tweeted that out, put that on Instagram a while ago. What are you talking about? That's not a Judge shirt. This is the Judgment Day shirt. What are you talking about? It's, it's not affiliated with any player. It's what? just a guy. It's just, it's, just, it's just a saying. That's all. Oh. No affiliation with any players, obviously. No, none. Zero affiliation. Maybe, maybe, maybe Terminator 2. Yeah, exactly. It's like an A-bomb. I, I it's went, an Arnold Schwarzenegger shirt. Yeah, yeah. Whenever I see a home run that the Yankees said, I call it an A bomb. That's why, you know, I just, that's all it is. John Sterling calls it an A bomb. Oh, that's, see, that's, that's where I got it, obviously. There's no affiliation with any player. <laughs> I didn't know where you were going for a second there. <laughs> the question from Sebastian was about Mateo or Judge in the majors this year. You just touched on it that um, people are going to be screaming for Judge uh, come, you know, July, August. I think if he has a good AAA season, he'll he'll definitely get the September call up. He'll he'll earn it. But he struggled when he came to AAA at the uh, end of last year, so he does need to make some adjustment adjustments. We're talking about Judge in AAA before he can make the next jump. I just heard the adjustments. I think you're watching too many Alex Rodriguez interviews. You're, you're getting your. Uh... You're getting, you're getting, you're, we're going on. You're to sound like this is the longest we've ever podcasted in one day. <laughs> so, yeah, Judge Judge is not coming up. You know, again, he has to show that he can play in AAA. There's there's just no doubt about that. The Yankees, while they are very confident in his abilities and and very confident in the player to make the adjustments, they have to see it because he did not do very well when he came up. He was striking out too much. He's got to shorten that swing. He's got to adjust to those pitchers. And he has to have a good season and, and just show that he can belong in AAA before he can make that jump to the major leagues. So he does that. I mean, I, I say even if he has a mediocre year and it's not great, he's still going to come up in September. Yes. Even if he's lighting it up, I mean, he could be he could be the best player in AAA. 
And I still don't see him coming up unless there's an injury. Yeah, I want to agree with you. But if he's if he's raking, he's not going to take all his Beltran's place. It's not going to happen. You know this. You know the way that this Beltran's on the. I I know. I I know. That's what logic tells me. But Beltran's on the last year of his deal. If Beltran's having, if Beltran's playing like he was at the beginning of last year, hitting two ten, you're telling me Judge is hitting two ninety three hundred in AAA with with twenty home runs. They're not going to say, well, let's see what the kid has. Maybe maybe Beltran will come down with a phantom injury or something like that. I want you to hear yourself talking because you just referenced Stephen Drew and Rob Refsnyder of 2015. It's exactly what you just said. Ugh, you're right. <laughs> There's no difference. That's exactly what you just said. And yes, do I think that that would be a logical situation to happen and a great situation for us to bring up a kid and to, to help the team at that moment? Yes, I do. I do believe that. Do I think the Yankees will do that? No. They've proved, and they've proven in the past, they will not do that. It will not happen. Why'd you have to bring me down like that? Oh, man, I was, that was, I was setting it up. As you were talking, I was like, got him. I got him. <laughs> Trapped you. Um, Mateo has 0.0000 to the infinity <laughs> 0% chance of being on the major league team this year just because he's way too young. He's way yeah. too raw. Um, he needs. Although, although I could see them bringing him up in September as a pinch runner, that's no, not out of the I, realm. I can't even see that. I honestly well, can't even see that. Well, they brought that Noel kid up as a pinch runner, yeah, but he was already in AAA. I understand. No, no, he wasn't. He, he was. Wasn't? He was. No, he was not in AAA. Double A. He was. He was low. It doesn't matter. the The minor league season is ending at that point. Well, I know. I know it can be done. I just don't. No, he was not. In, Noel was not in AAA. Okay, I stand corrected. And if he was, we will cut this out. <laughs> but I, I just I I I see them babying Mateo along. I agree. I, he's not going to play the position. I'm saying that if if there were an opportunity for, to bring him up as a literally he would be a pinch runner. I could see that possibly happening because the guy's got world class speed. So and, and so, about that speed, you said it was 82 bait stolen bases last year in in the minors. That's going off the top of my head, but yeah, around that. That's more than just speed. You have to know how to steal bases. You have to be studying pitchers. You have to be able to get good jumps. Because Brett Gardner has blazing speed, and we see him not be able to steal bases because he well, can't I, get good jumps I and stuff. I'm going to disagree with that a little bit because because the, the base path is exactly the same dimensions as it is in in single A that it is in Major League Baseball. And you're going, so you're, you're, just, yeah, you're yeah. running off of single A guys. That you're right, but 82 bases, right? That's kind of I think that's telling the fact that the guy has world class speed. Look, I'm not saying that he doesn't know how to steal a base. Obviously, I think he knows how to steal base, but I think at that level, you can get away with a lot more stuff with just crazy speed. You can. I think Brett Gardner if, if this year, if you with the speed that he has, would steal 82 bases in single A. I would be shocked if Brett Gardner ever stole more than 40 bases in in uh, the minors. Well, whatever. This is all speculation. It'll never happen. But I'm just saying, they, look, I'm not, I'm not disputing the fact that he can't steal a base or can't steal a base or the fact that he's got world-class speed. He does. He stole 82 bases. That's ridiculous. I mean, that's that's one of those like preposterous numbers. It's it's like, a, I can't believe that number. That's how good it is. So, you know, it's it's extremely telling. Um. Yes. So the next mailbag question comes from Mason, and he says, with two spring games in the books – no no need to overreact too soon. 
Uh, with two spring games in the books, Mateo looks like a star in the making. Do you think that Didi will prevent his growth, or the Yankees eventually move on from Didi in favor of Mateo? Or the best of both worlds, and you convert Mateo into a third baseman like A-Rod did? Thanks, and go Yankees. So, I don't see them messing with Mateo at all. And if you go to the go to Bronx Pinstripes, go to our forums. I just opened a forum up today about Mateo. Um, and was referencing our, our friends over at Pro, uh, Pittsburgh Prospects. Uh, one of their guys was, was putting in an article about Mateo. He's all the buzz right now. Everybody's talking about him. Uh, but they were, you know, he was, he was talking about him as potentially the Yankees bringing him up uh, and, and finding a spot for him, whether it's, you know, a utility position or something like that. I, I disagreed with that, with that point. I think that they will find a spot for him. But I think it's going to be either at second base or shortstop. I know some people think it's only going to be at shortstop. I think that, you know, they're talking about Castro potentially going to third base and backing up third base this year. So that leads me to believe that they have they have their mind around that Starling Castro is the most flexible uh, infielder that they currently have. So I could see in a world of Mateo being in the Bronx with Castro being at third base. That's 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 kind of where I see. And then... And then Didi and Mateo, you know, however it pans out in two years, because this is right. going to be yeah. two years from now. <laughs> Thank you. You just stole what I was going to say. Is yeah, that- this, this is not now. This is going to be in two years. I mean, we'll see what happens. You know, Didi continues his progression. Um, he's not going to move, but uh, I could see one of those two guys going to second base. Yeah, a few things would have to happen for Didi, Castro, and Mateo to all be on the major league field at the same time, and that is... First of all, Mateo needs to continue to develop and he needs to turn into a Major League Baseball player, which is not a given. It's likely, but not a given. Didi needs to still in 2018 be uh, a, you know, a guy that we want as our shortstop, which he had a great last two-thirds of, of 2015. I think he's going to continue to progress and he's going to be a solid, very solid shortstop, but but is he a superstar? Is he a guy who you'd, you'd be devastated if you lose him? I don't think so. I mean, he's getting up there in age, right? How old is Didi? But you see, that's the thing, though. I mean, if you have a guy that's that's progressing well and doing well at that spot, they're not going to just oust him because he's he's replaceable at that point. Like, it really de- – there's so many – first of all, so many this factors. Is, this is like talking about Bryce Harper being a Yankee in 2050. I can't handle all these <laughs> – there's so many – so much speculation about Bryce Harper being a friggin' Yankee in like eight years. Whatever. The, we don't know what's going to happen at third base. We don't know if Starlin Castro could play third base. We don't know if Didi could play second base or third base or shortstop you know, at, at that point in his career. We don't even know if Mateo is going to progress past double A. There's a million things in play. We have to wait to see how this plays out. I understand the excitement, but we have to temper the excitement and focus on what's going to happen now and just keep our patience with the guy that's in single A. I can't, I can't say that enough. Single A. That's, that's a long ways away from major leagues. That, that is not even remotely close to the Bronx. But it's a guy that's on the right path and, and, and probably on a faster path, uh, path than most. Didi's only 26. I, I didn't mean he's getting up there in age. But in two years, he'll be 28. It'll be the last year of his arbitration. Castro and Didi are like the same age. Yeah, they're very close. Yeah, to it'll be the last year of his arbitration. So, I mean, to to project that they're going to still want to keep Didi at that point is kind of getting beyond yourself. But, but um, yeah, it, it, it all – the stars would need to align. It would be great 
it would be absolutely amazing if all of that works out and we have all those guys in the infield. That means the plan worked to perfection. Right. But I mean, the odds of that are are pretty slim. And and so, we, where's Rush Sider going to play then? <laughs> well, he's going to be the super, super, super duper utility guy. Yeah, he, might be the, he might be the left fielder, Ben Zobrist. Yeah. Um, for but for uh, for all that to happen, it, you know, like I said, everything would need to work out perfectly. Um, but we don't know if somebody else in the system is going to come up and we'll want him to play second base or third base or shortstop or something like that. So, and, and absolutely that, you know, that's, that's a, another thing to check out. Like if you're not familiar with the Yankees depth at shortstop, there's a couple, there's a couple articles that you need to go to Bronx pinstripes and, and, and look up, um, uh, Charles Gatton had put out, he's, he's been putting out depth articles about all of our positions. Go check out his, his middle infield, uh, second base shortstop, check out that article. And then yes, or Monday this week, uh, future columnist Adam Weinrib also put together an article, uh, a column about the the fact that we have so many guys that are are prospects up the middle. You know, we have a lot of these guys. Tyler Wade's another guy. There's Tyler a, Wade, Kyle Holder. These guys are. Kyle Holder was a first round draft pick. While he was a def- he, he was known best for his defense. This is a guy that was highly touted. So. There's a lot of talent in the Yankees organization right now up the middle. So there's a lot of things that can change. And Mateo's not even – he's below those guys as far as ranks, probably above them in talent. But, you know, there's a lot of work to be done still. And there's a lot of – only time's going to tell what's going to happen. Yeah, and, and sort of the shuffling around of Mateo, um, and I'm just looking at the forum right now. Um, somebody commented, Robert Pimpsner says – I don't see Mateo being a utility guy or a second baseman. I believe he should be the shortstop of the future. When you've got a talent like Mateo, I, I think it's important to not mess with him. Um, the Red Sox messed with Xander Bogarts. They moved him to third base. They had him play outfield, I think, a couple games. And and I, he's back at shortstop now, and he's one of the best shortstops in the league. But you got to look at your – it's like they were doing that for guess who? Guess who the player they had at shortstop was – which caused them to move Xander Bogarts? Uh, the kids in the Tigers. Nope. Steven Hanley Drew. Ramirez. Steven, Steven Drew. Drew. <laughs> so it's like you got. It's like they realized that it was stupid. So so I, I just think it's important not to mess with guys. There's certain guys you don't mess with, and there's other guys you can get um, creative with. Well, so. yeah, and that's the thing. It's all about the person too. Like you, you, you gotta. You got to have a lot of confidence in your coaching staff and and the guys that are around them all the time to know their limitations and to know their their potential flexibility with position wise and and how they can handle it not only physically and on the field but mentally can they handle a position change mentally will they know what to do will they be able to to make those adjustments and then still produce to the plate because these are all things that need to be considered when it comes to baseball because your head needs to be on your shoulders very very square you need to be right in the in the head to be able to play baseball well and that's a question um from joseph on twitter he's at joe z mcfly i know we have gotten a couple mailbags from him so joe thank you for participating and thank you for listening um he says i'm excited for the yankee season and at the same time excited for the future However, let's say Mateo continues to progress, as we've been talking about. The kid looks like a can't-miss talent, and with Castro at second and Didi at short, what do we do? I don't want to trade him away. Hashtag homegrown it is. Homegrown-itis. Oh. <laughs> Seriously? 
Homegrown itis, yeah, no doubt. Oops. Homegrown itis. Would you eventually move Castro to third and have Mateo play second? As we were just saying, don't mess with Mateo. Let's see if he can play shortstop because shortstops don't grow on trees. Um, it, it's a rare position where you find a guy who can who can play it and, and play it for a long time. Um, I, I I don't know if Mateo can, but if he can, I don't want to I don't want to mess that up. So this is what I see happening. This is this is like the my my clear vision for 2018. Didi Didi has played shortstop very well. He he's been a great shortstop for us. He's he's been a you know not not an all star but a very good solid defensive shortstop. He's hit 260 for what three years now, and he's a guy that we want on the team because he's a good clubhouse guy. He he works hard. He he does the right thing, and we want him to be on the team. He's going to move to, to second base now because the heir apparent, Mr. Jorge and Mateo, the guy that they're not going to touch, the, the guy that's the shortstop prospect that they're, they're not messing with because you don't mess with shortstop prospects who are studs, is going to play shortstop. Didi's going to move over to second base. Castro, who they know can play other positions, who also played second base for three years, again, I'm talking about 2018, and has backed up third base, is going to go over to third base. He's getting a little uh, a little heavier in the in the – in the shoes, he's going to be fit better at third base. He's going to become more of a power guy. Stud shortstop, Didi's our guy at second. Castro's at third. That's how it's going to be. 2018, lock it up. This is reminding me of when I used to play franchise mode on, on like <laughs> PlayStation. And you'd be in 2018, but this was – I was starting in like 2005. So 2018 was a long time. And, yeah, you'd have to work out all your all your guys. You'd be signing, you'd be signing different players. You know, Derek Jeter would still be playing when he was 47 years old, and then he'd retire, and you'd be like, "Crap, got to find a new shortstop now." But um, I, I just don't see Didi. Look, I, I don't think Didi's the 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 long term answer at shortstop. I don't think he's he's exciting enough because the guy that we're seeing already and he's creating so much buzz is already two years away. Is the guy creating buzz, and and people are almost forgetting about Didi. Didi's a nice player who I think is going to do well, but I don't think that he's a guy that they're they're going to be, uh, you know, not he's not movable. I mean, not not what I'm saying. Well, I, I should, let me let me rephrase that. He, I think he could be movable to another team, but I think he's very movable to another position. Is what I'm saying. Yes, he he's not a transcendent player. He's he's he the trade has worked out so far. Oh no doubt, so no good. doubt. He's been a great player. Um, Absolutely, he really. Uh, he, he. I mean, do you remember the first game last year? He tried to steal third base when they were down by five. He looked lost on the base path. He in the looked beginning lost. Of he looked like he was so far in over his head. It looked like a disastrous trade. Meanwhile, Shane Green was pitching to like a one point five ERA. Twitter was blowing up. Yankee fans were were ready to to have Cashman's head for trading away Shane freaking Green. But it, you know things settled in. A-Rod, who's the clubhouse leader, as I mentioned oh, in my column, worked with, with young Didi, Sir Didi. He, he, is, uh, he is knighted. And, and he calmed him down and he sort of you know, helped him get back on track. And, and Didi concentrated on having better at-bats. He was always a good fielder, but he stopped making mental errors on the base pass and in the field. So Didi's a nice player is what I'm saying. But he's not a superstar, and I don't think he's ever going to be a superstar. Right. And, you know, Didi's talked about that in the offseason. You know, he's talked about the fact that he was pressing too hard. 
in the beginning of last year. And and why wouldn't you? Of course you're going to press this. You're going to do things that are out of your nature because you're trying to do too much. You're trying to impress the the you know the Bronx. You're trying to impress the Yankees, the Yan- Yankee Stadium, the Bronx faithful. You're trying to impress all these people. The amount if, of they, pressure. Is yeah, they've seen a guy for 20 years play the position to a T, win championships, be amazing on and off the field. Everybody adores him. I'm like, this guy's walking into this. And that's walking into a buzzsaw. Yeah, to try to stay within yourself is almost impossible. For, especially think about the fact that you're a professional athlete. You have the mindset of a professional athlete, which means you have a lot of confidence in yourself, right? Nobody who gets to that level doesn't have a, a, a little bit of cockiness, confidence, you know, arrogance, the fact that they can do anything and everything, a little bit of, uh, you know, I, I can do no wrong because you've gotten to that level. And, and rightfully so. I don't, I don't. I don't knock anybody for having that. You have to have that to get to that level to a certain degree. And he just did too much. And he he stepped back in the offseason and realized that. Shoot, I think he stepped back in the middle of the season and realized that. And then started playing like he, he dumb really does. And that's when he saw uh, progress. But like you said, he's not a superstar. He's probably not going to be. Right. So there's flexibility there when you have a guy like that. Mateo has the chance to be a superstar. Yes. Um. And I don't think you move superstars. I don't think you uh, you rush superstars. You you let them progress, and and then you know not everyone's Mike Trout and ready to come up and hit thirty five home runs when they're twenty years old. So Mateo's going to take a little bit longer, not a ton longer, but if he comes up and is uh, playing shortstop for the Yankees in two thousand eighteen, he's only going to be twenty two years old. That that's absolutely fine. That's awesome. That's amazing. That's what that is. Um, All right. So thank you for everybody who submitted mailbag questions this week. Um, It was actually funny to see them roll in and be very similar about Mateo, which means a lot of Yankee fans are on the same page. So definitely continue with the mailbags. It's at bronxpinstripes.com slash podcast. You can ask us questions on Twitter, on the forum, which you can get right from the main uh, navigation bar on the website. Definitely hit us up on Twitter, um, Instagram. Call the voicemail line, 646-480-0342. Scott, you might need to have some tea or something before you go to bed tonight. You, the vo- our voices are going to be a little sore after all this podcasting. It's beautiful. I love it. If you guys keep sending in all these mailbags, we'll, we'll, we'll start doing two shows a week because we can't fit it all in one. So this is beautiful stuff. If you want to hear our voices more, start sending more mailbags. If you don't want to hear our voices, start... Tough shit. No, no, start calling in the voicemail. You can hear your own damn voice. (laughs) Um, Next time we record, next time you'll hear an episode, it will be from spring training. Uh, The plan is to do a podcast on Friday, also one on Saturday, and then also the regular podcast on... Uh, which will air next next week. So I hope I didn't commit us to too much there. But Scott, I'm looking forward to it, and I'll see you down there. We'll talk to you guys yeah. next time. Hey guys, thanks for listening to the Bronx Pinstripe Show. Make sure you find us on iTunes and subscribe so you can get all new episodes directly onto your phone. If you do like the show, we'd love for you to take a minute and give us a five-star rating and review in iTunes. It really helps us out and allows us to create more shows. We're on Twitter at Bronx Pinstripes and the same on Facebook. You can always find us there talking Yankee baseball. Thanks again, guys, for your support. Really appreciate it. And go Yankees.